This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. You are one in a million or rather one in a billion which does not just refer to the unique nine body parts that are different in all of us. That's nine billion different versions of it including our fingerprints but also our experiences and our responses to those experiences which is why we try and bring you as many real stories of people sharing their experiences on mental health, mental illnesses. Every story is different and unique and is only meant to be a roadmap. We have shared stories of bipolar disorder with you in our earlier episodes number 51, 17 and 3. Today we are sharing another story of bipolar disorder. We have with us Anil Chauhan. Anil while pursuing his dreams found some severe issues with his emotions and his interaction with the world. That was around 30 odd years ago. No one used the term bipolar around that time and also it was a severe taboo. So at least we have traveled a certain distance 30 odd years later where we are openly talking about mental health and mental illness. So stay tuned guys for this very interesting personal journey. Hi Anil, welcome to our podcast The SOS Show. and uh, thank you for taking out time to share your story with us anil as we having this conversation i think a couple of days back where you mentioned about your living with bipolar disorder and you also mentioned that uh, you found about this almost 30 to 31 years back and that was a time when you were just starting out in life you were doing your engineering your management your merchant navy and corporate sector tell me anil how did that topple your life or push your life in a certain direction once you found about the bipolar disorder well uh, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on your show suchita sure uh, yes uh, it happened 30 31 years back a very long time back mm-hmm. and i think it significantly altered the course of my life you know it led me to dropping out of that course it led me to you know a lot of changes happening in my career in my jobs on on the professional front mm-hmm. but more than that you know more than just the career you know even though career is very very important uh, more than that it was also the relationships i think i think where it really hit the hardest Mm. you know was uh, this disorder this problem robs you of uh, the richness of uh, relationships you know mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you're just not the same person and uh, so you know i remember uh, meeting uh, a friend of mine about 10 years back so this is like 20 years after this problem started mm-hmm. and he was, we were very good friends before i had this problem Mm-hmm. and you know he told me he said you're not you're just not the same guy and uh, you know i knew he was right so mm-hmm. so i think in that sense i think it was uh, it was really bad i mean i'm reconciled to it now mm-hmm. and uh, now it doesn't hurt me at all even as i'm saying this it's not that i'm feeling very emotional when, when mm-hmm. while i'm mm-hmm. telling you this but yes uh, you know f- uh, for the for a very long time and you know in a very real way it uh, it, it really uh, you know changed the course of my life mm. and i just want to go back to this point that you just mentioned that it just hit your relationships the hardest and yeah. it robbed you of the richness of relationships just to sort of for our listeners 
what changed in the relationship was it that you were aloof was it that you were bitter was it that you know you 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 thought your life was over so you were sort of taking it out on your family members or as as you as you also mentioned that when your friend met you after 20 years he said that you were not the same person so what really sort of changed inside you yes i think it's uh, it's a combination of all those things you know mm. your personality changes uh, you know because your thought processes change processes change mm. uh, you know thought processes change so your behavior changes you know and uh, so you know the the connect that you have with people you know it's not what it was you know uh, you know when i was growing up you know uh, you know as i mentioned uh, in my note also to you that mm. you know i i think i had a pretty happy childhood so you know as far as my childhood is concerned you know the school days Yeah. Uh, you know i was a you know and i used to always in fact i i used to tell myself uh, you know how easy it is for me to make friends you know i could make friends mm. in a bus i could make friends mm-hmm. uh, you know just about anywhere it used to take me like 2 minutes you know Lovely. and i was always this sort of outgoing person you know always interested in talking to new people and you know so so that sort of personality i had you know mm-hmm. so and then all of a sudden you know when once you have this this thing something goes out of uh, this thing you know uh, you know as i uh, mentioned in the uh, in in the answer to my fo- uh, to your first question mm-hmm. you know w- what happens is that you know you 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 just not able to connect you know there's right. some sort of emotional heaviness which comes uh, you know or uh, uh, it's just that uh, vibrancy just goes out you know mm-hmm. and uh, you know so the other person also uh, doesn't feel uh, uh, you know like doesn't respond in the same way you know yes so uh, i i'm i'm getting what you're saying i'm just just to yeah. sort of uh, push this point you could make friends easy very easy when you were young and suddenly this happened to you and when this happened anil what did you go and tell your parents did you understand what 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 we what you were going through and you also mentioned our earlier conversation that bipolar disorder was not used the term was not used so what how did you sort of handle that situation yeah uh, you know i'll tell you how my uh, what my experience of bipolar disorder has been and how you know mm. i have sort of dealt with it mm. you know rightly or wrongly sure uh, you know i mean i distinctly remember the exact moment when my depression sort of set in i mean it mm. is almost like you know it was almost like a split second you know mm-hmm. you talk you talk yeah. about change of personality change of yeah. you know i mean i remember i was mo- going in 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 a car mm-hmm. and we were about four people you know we were mm-hmm. all college students mm-hmm. and uh, suddenly you know it's almost like you know like let me give you an analogy you know you you when you let's say you know you you're drinking you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and uh, suddenly someone gets drunk so right. you know that person who gets drunk suddenly feels like there's a change his his atmospheric atmosphere changes in his perception yes isn't it yes Th- that's how you feel when you're drunk you know it could mm. be good or bad whatever but mm. he does start looking at reality reality starts looking differently to him right sure. or her mm. and 
it's something similar which happened like there was no drink or anything here yeah. it was just that suddenly everything became very gray and very i mean gray is like a metaphor sure. you know suddenly you know i didn't know what to talk to my uh, to the other people in the car and uh, you know and we are just moving you know we it was a long car journey about an hours and i'm just wondering and then you know i started struggling i thought like like you know this thing should end maybe just a passing thing you know uh, and it won't end i came home it won't didn't end next day it didn't end and just it just set in you know it literally just set in it's almost like uh, you know the sun goes clouds come and then the clouds just refuse to go like normally you know they would go after uh, right. some time you know next day morning it would go that's what the normal thing is you know but here they just won't go they, you know like it and it just became like a permanent condition for me yep so i got petrified after some time you know mm. Mm. i was mm. like you know because uh, uh, it was a very scary thing I, I, you know and uh, uh, so that is one tell me anil when this happened did you discuss this to your parents did you discuss it with your parents your friends did you go for, uh, to the doctor Not, what was the understanding no 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 uh, i you know i'll tell you the hmm. first uh, one year hmm. okay i was trying to solve it by myself you know in the first right. one year but because i thought yeah i was thinking maybe you know just a few more days and you know it'll mm-hmm. happen and you right. know what happened was you know as i said these clouds set in and then one day what happened like i think this started in september of 89 you know this was september of 89 something like that right and uh, one day in december suddenly i found that i was not feeling so low i was not and i was feeling very energetic this was a mania phase which came for the, for right. the first time right okay and i at that time i didn't know there is something called bipolar disorder something called manic depression i thought when i got the mania phase and i think this happens very commonly in case someone is not aware i thought right. i have recovered okay right so i thought now i am not feeling low so i have recovered okay mm-hmm. and the next week or 10 days went in that manic phase so uh, a manic phase is certainly at least for me is been better is better than being depressed and certainly if you've been depressed for like 2 3 months you know you welcome the manic phase at that time i didn't realize that i you know i was just acting a little over the top you know mm-hmm. and uh, but it seemed better you so, know uh, just and just then, just just yeah. just uh, getting this quick question here we've asked this question earlier as well but i just want to sort of repeat this just to uh, know your experience with it so manic mm. uh, your depressive phase went on for 2 to 3 months yes yes very long i've had i've had such long uh, phases you, of depression what do you mean by depressive phases what do you mean by that that means there is every day is, is gray every day is uh, lonely every day is uh, you know Uh, without any sense of self esteem uh, you know i mean what depression is you know you're just struggling through the day you know you're getting angry you're just locked up in your own room you know and all kinds of tantrums with parents and you know uh, so all these things you know 
so and it would just carry on the 90s decade was like nothing but just just this i mean um, sometimes I, w- i used to think i i used to have one good day in maybe two months mm-hmm. you know 59 days of depression out of 60 and you and, and i was and taking you- medication and and that is after taking medication and you were on what the same medication lithium at that point as well no 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 okay. lithium has come only in the last 4 5 right. years right okay so okay i but, think but initially the doctors were treating me for see, uh, uh, suchita i am yeah. afraid i won't remember every sure. i don't remember all the medicines of that time sure. you sure. know sure. but uh, but i think it was prozac definitely prozac was there mm. you know mm. so, so in whatever name it was but the condition uh, so, was right they diagnosed the right condition at that time uh well if uh, i i think if you say depression because i think if the correct name of my problem i think is bipolar depression it is not even bipolar or you could call it bipolar disorder type 2 you know right. which is hypomania plus depression where yeah. the hypomania is a small part it's not that it is not problematic but mm. it is a smaller part you know right uh, and the depression is the is the major part and of course you your know? parents understood this no 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 mm. in fact my parents still don't understand it <laughs> my father if you ask me what problem i have we might use the word depression he mm. has he doesn't even know the word but my parents to be the same are very old now so right. now you know i we i don't even try to discuss all these things with them you know so you know, i am the caregiver for them now so but uh, yes my father uh, mother parents don't even know the word bipolar disorder but my parents have helped me in other ways did not understand how to sort of help in particularly with this problem you know for them it was like you go to a doctor the doctor gives you medicines and so that's how most of the fa- most of the family exactly actually the, I, family you functions know, yeah yes yeah. i think sometimes seen it experience myself if someone tells me there's a problem i also basically start the same go then you begin the same way isn't it right uh, because you have no idea about what the other person's problem is exactly you know? but did you try to find out anil in terms of wh- where yeah, was so this originating was within from? a year i landed I, in fact within 6 months i had gone to a psychologist you know okay. so okay th- my first visit happened uh, you know as i said september 89 maybe i think in january itself you know when i after this first manic because when the depression returned again then right. i got worried i said you know <laughs> what is this just for a week 10 days i felt fine and incidentally in those one one week 10 days i landed the first day first placement in my college so you know mm. how you are in mania sometimes you can super perform and stuff yes. like that Yeah. you know because you're very expansive and stuff like that so i don't mm-hmm. think i deserved it but i got that you know mm-hmm. uh, so uh, uh, city bank in in fms delhi so uh, wow. so so then then i i did go to a psychologist in fact she was the psychologist of counselor psychologist of iit delhi somebody gave me a reference and i began my sessions with her you know like mm-hmm. once a week or twice a week whatever it was so uh, and then my parents uh, i think came into the picture that was i was going on my own but mm-hmm. uh, i think one year later when i actually dropped out of fms you know after out of my college after one year so by that time my parents also came into the picture and then we went to another doctor and then you know my whole family was trying to help me you know mm-hmm. did you did you try and find out how did it sort of was it a trigger was it genetic how did sort of it happen oh no see 
I'll tell you for the longest of time, I was just, uh, just hoping that, you know, I had no clue to, to be honest, you know, for a very, very long time that how to get out of this problem. My, right. my attitude was to just somehow just get out of it and just get back to my, you know, I wanted to recreate my past, you know, I wanted to go yeah. back to my past. Yeah. I didn't want yeah. to sort of man learn, you know, that, you know, there are certain things now you can't do that you should give up or certain things, you know, certain lifestyle changes you should make, you know, I was not uh, thinking on those lines at that time. I just wanted somehow that, you know, this thing ends tomorrow and I can just be whatever I was before. So, uh, so that was my approach initially. Right. Know? Yeah. Uh, of course, that was your approach initially that this will end and you will go back to your original life. But it never ended. So, and you know, you will be you. I mean, it'll it'll look ludicrous to you. But mm -hmm. every time I used to get a mania phase and I for the longest time for practically 15 years, I thought mania is recovery. I mean, mm -hmm. the fact that mania is not normal realization took me almost 15 mm. years Very important point, you know yeah. mm. so so every time my the mania phase would come whether it would come after one week or after one month whatever yeah you know and all these things are more or less happening on their own i mean i really didn't have control though there were triggers but yeah. you know those triggers are also not in your control you know for example someone would tell me very good news you know someone comes and tells me he would come tell me that you know you won a million dollars in the lottery i would immediately change gears <laughs> you know i would find myself in the happy side you know uh, uh, after some time or someone would give me the smallest of bad news that you know i've lost some some document you know it would get but it was really not in my control in, in the way normal people are able to control so it you, so of course you felt helpless and and then of course you got married did you tell your wife about this was, was she aware about your condition yeah so now see and also that that whole period you know mm -hmm. of 90s and even later yeah. you know I couldn't couldn't even dream of telling this to anyone I was so petrified yes. for me it was this thing was like Agra you know we had grown up with this Agra mental hospital you know yes. and uh, I mean I just could not tell anyone it was it was like an in, inner terror you know like like a secret mm. you just can't you have you to cannot, keep yeah. close to your chest you know cannot be told you know but at some point so, you, she would have sort of come to so, know or, see, yeah. so for me you know so I, as i said i was always hoping that the mania phase is my recovery and i would always then start pretending as if my life has come back to normal you know i would start making plans yeah. So a little bit of my marriage thing also happened in the same way that I always kept hoping. So it was silly that, you know, you're, uh, you're thinking so many times that you're fine and you actually, you're just fine for a few days. <laughs> Later on, of course, I realized even that fine was not so fine. But, uh, you know, and so during so little bit my career, you know, I was pushing along, pushing it along, you know, uh, at least I had earned some money. And, uh, you know, how Indian, you know, my parents were arranging, were looking for girls for me, like as if this thing is no big deal, you know, 
uh, I told uh, my you know at that time my my wife who's my wife now that uh, I didn't say directly I said I have I had a serious problem I don't remember what I told her in the letter and then you know she replied I don't worry everything will be fine you know and that's it I got married and I didn't oh. get married and okay. I was so nervous during marriage I was like like I don't think anyone had a <laughs> look more miserable than me my wedding because but I was wasn't but, but isn't isn't it a good decision anil to get married because then your mind gets diverted into other things did it help no i see i won't see in my case look i today i can say it worked so my okay. parents were right okay yeah. in worked in the sense like you know i you know i may not have the dream marriage uh, dream partnership with my wife but you know we are sort of cohabiting in, in in a reasonably decent way you know we had one kid who's grown up pretty normal you know i was yeah. so i was always worried that something because there is a genetic component to this yes. you know i've traced it on my mother's side my mother also has a problem my aunt has a problem you know mm. so my aunt's uh, son unfortunately he committed suicide you know when he was very young uh, right. which broke down my you know i mean it's like something major happens and it gets triggered and then you're done not a elastic transformation but a plastic transformation happens in your brain it's a mm. permanent mm. deformity you can say you know like you know something happening you know breaking a bone and your movement of your hand changing it is something like that which happens in your brain but uh, with your experience and i don't know if this is a question i should ask you but i just want to sort of give it a shot that with your experience do you think it can happen to anyone anytime with any kind of trigger as well simple answer to your question would be yes mm. but uh, there are things you can do in life uh, can be done that you never reach the trigger point like for example <laughs> Uh, let me begin with some very simple ones mm-hmm. you know for example alcohol mm-hmm. tobacco poor lifestyle are take you in that direction you know mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. for normal guys it for maybe 90% of people it doesn't matter them it doesn't affect them they could just do this all their lives and they could be absolutely normal blokes mm-hmm. but uh, for someone like me it actually was not good i i had to give up all those things you know which you we were merrily doing in college you know right. and right. it improved my condition food i've seen food is you know i mean you know you have bad food oily food you know irregular food basically mm. again poor uh, diet and stuff again yeah. you know it it is uh, it is uh, making you more vulnerable you know so right. suppose i i often think if i had not gone to boarding you know mm, i went mm. to boarding after my 10th right and i basically i started showing signs in in my 12th because i was absolutely you know i lost all my discipline which you have which i had naturally at home you know mm. you know hostel everything became a very different life and mm. i don't think i would have this would have happened to me if i hadn't gone to boarding you know and i not it was not boarding it was a the lifestyle of of boarding you know that i had okay uh, i don't think it would have happened you know right but because it was in the genes it could have any which way has happened don't you think so yeah but it might have happened at some other time i mean i don't uh, uh, this thing you know maybe later for, in your life for example my aunt hmm. uh, you know uh, you know as i said she lost her son her son committed suicide hmm. so uh, at that time my aunt must have been 40 years perhaps mm mm-hmm. 
till 40 she was absolutely fine you know mm-hmm. she got it after because her his death was too much for her to bear you know uh, so and she, she got she, bipolar she, disorder she's also got bipolar mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so, and she's had it since you know for the last she's almost 86 87 now so you know, that triggered the son that triggered my mom's thing got triggered from me i think my mom's had okay. her problems and okay. i think i was a trigger for for her because she could not stand the misery i was going through you know my distress yes and that i'm not able to pull out of it so that triggered her this thing so i think a very strong kind of a this is is a, is a, is, a, is a very dangerous thing and often isn't that this when you read the stories in the olden days they used to say sadma laga hai or so so i mean these are stories are pretty quite rife i think this sort of mm. thing right you know? right and tell me how did that sort of take you off the trajectory of your dreams yeah see uh, one is your social thing goes what about work yes so your mind doesn't work that well it, you right. know that that mm. thing called brain fog yes you know yeah. i've experienced that you know i have it's I, i'll give you in instances yeah. for example you know when i was working i am uh, you know i was in in marketing and client engagement and you mm-hmm. know i would set up an interview set up set up a meeting with let's say a, you know a ceo of a company right 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 and i would be, and, and at that time i was feeling fine so it was you know done in a very normal way mm-hmm. and then next day i am going for the interview and by the time i i am going for the meeting and by the time i reach the meeting my depression has kicked in and i make a fool of myself in the this thing it is like someone who goes on the on on the stage and then gets tongue tied or suddenly goes blank i don't know mm-hmm. what to ask my that ceo is calling back my ceo and telling him who's this guy you have sent i mean i've had those kind of uh, this thing so 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 i imagine what it what it does to your career right so you but know, medications w- cannot help that Uh, see my medication experience has been uh, uh, i mean i don't know whether it's uh, quite it's uh, you know it, this is what happens with other people also uh, because you know not had the chance to exchange notes with mm. lots of people who suffer from this but uh, you know for the longest till i had my first lithium okay 3 mm. 4 years back mm. not a single medicine improved my condition by even 1% 1% okay mm-hmm. it was so bad and i've been to i went to maybe seven six seven doctors they were all the recommended doctors good doctors mm-hmm. you know i was paying money mm-hmm. you know i could afford you know money was not the issue and not 1% i mean mm-hmm. i'm not kidding not mm-hmm. 1% i felt even uh, i think lithium does did i did feel for the first time when i took lithium i felt something and but lithium would also be 10 20% lithium is not a major part of my my life but i i i mean 10% is a lot <laughs> you know so, uh, you should not discount 10% also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. uh, so uh, it i mean that has been my experience with medicine so you know i for the longest of time i was so cynical you know i reached a stage when i started publicly uh, criticizing uh, psychiatry and uh, you know because right. you can understand from uh, you know where i was coming from 
you know right. yeah. because i am taking medicine after medicine and you know the doctor in front of me telling is telling me bus you know now you just and, and you know i would tell him ki nothing is happening you know when will happen i've been seeing you for one year and you would say you know okay you know i'm just changing a, a little bit you know and and i think now you're almost there almost there almost there almost there i'm just going on and on and on you know and nothing is changing in my life and it's like just feeling miserable every day what about anil what about uh, what if you make now it's just for our audience to understand this what if you make your uh, mind strong your uh, through meditations because we have had people, i tried ev- you know you name it uh, uh, sachita mm, i have tried mm. that you name vipashna shri shri ravi shankar patanjali yeah. maharishi mahesh yogi x y z i have done it everything you know doesn't so i tried all those things and mm. each one of them you know like i gave it a 6 month run you right, know right. it wasn't that i just dropped out after 10 days you know so right. i gave it a decent run you know but so, now on now now at this point mm. you how how do you how do you sort of live what does your day look like do you go for work uh, do you go for other activities um how do you live day to day suchita i'm not uh, working uh, okay. uh, you know i'm that's not doing your a choice. job that, that's your but choice but this is my choice because uh, you know uh, mercifully i i have some uh, inheritance right. you know and uh, you know by 10 years 10, around 10 years back i figured out that you know i can stay solvent as long mm-hmm. as i live a simple life right. and uh, you know so that's what i've been doing so this this is not a co- reason for there's no distress you know right. and uh, and i think uh, going off work having the fortune being mm. fortunate and lucky enough to be able to go off work like this because i don't think it is possible for yeah, but, uh, but but just just butting in here anil if you mm. had chosen to work you could have worked am yes, i right yes i was Even working i was working I, i was able to work yes. work was not i was i was working at maybe 40% i was like a 40%er you know mm, uh, okay. uh, but 40% also i was able to at least you know carry on i i didn't get sacked from my jobs later on you know i was able to carry on you know and so at some level i was you know at some level of proficiency i had it wasn't very good but i was able to uh, you know i had temper problems i had uh, these every month sometimes i would just couldn't lift the phone you know and i would sort of disappear and my company would be wondering but i would get over it you know i would sort of recover in 3 days show up and say and i was able to and and you know like mania helps you sometimes mania actually you overperform you know yeah. so so that would help me to sort of keep my job you know okay so so mania would help you keep your job but but just to add another question here is that you recommend that people with bipolar it's okay they can still go and do their jobs what do you think oh yes see how many can afford to leave if yes. you can afford to leave your job afford means you can really afford to leave your job yeah be yeah. comfortable with an open ended not like 6 months or one year you know i don't know okay i i won't even that may not look good at all but yes if you can afford to leave your job you been miserable for 10 years or 5 years or 15 years of course it's i think it's a very good thing you know just leave your job 
बट इफ यू कान अफोर्ड टू देन यू शूडंट इट विल मेक मैटर्स वर्ड्स यू नो आई न्यू दैट वेन आई लेफ्ट माई जॉब दैट वॉट एवर लाइफ स्टाइल आई हैव आई विल बी एबल टू मेंटेन इट इफ समथिंग टेरेबली समथिंग गोज रॉन्ग लाइक some kind of weird disaster happens that's a different thing and you know i i have been without work without a job for 11 years now 12 years you know right. so whatever right. i planned was absolutely right you know so what so, kind of lifestyle do you have now anil how do you live your day so see uh, have you worked on the quality of your life and that has improved your condition yes yes tremendously you know right. last 4 5 years the improvement i've had has been tremendous you know uh now for example like last year 2020 was the best year of my life since 1989 and 2020 was the best year before that right and likewise 2019 and likewise 2018 you know right. I, I, in 2019 i improved or 2018 in 2020 i improved or 2019 you know i don't know about 2021 and i don't think it will be as linear but uh, you know so there has uh, there has been uh, and now let me just tell you about my lifestyle see i am not working okay uh, which means i'm not i don't have a office job 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 whatever but i do have work i have a family okay i this you know i manage the finances you know uh, i'm looking after my parents Mm-hmm. and uh, this one hour two hours of cycling running every day i'm doing it every day right so there is a rhythm it's just that my work my work load is light mm. i have work if without work it would be crazy and i without any work i i i mean i would get depressed maybe so i have work you know i just have less work much yes. less work but i have yeah. work great uh, any couple of things that you would recommend people who are uh, you know living with bipolar and they have to take care of their families and their profession a couple of few things yeah see uh, exercise is one thing everyone can do yeah you, you cycle know, i mean yeah. we didn't talk enough about exercise yeah. Yeah. but i think the maximum it is not a cure exercise mm. is not a cure in the sense like it's certain thing you know you have cough and you take some syrup and you get cured or you have headache and you take some medicine and you know the headache disappears forever it so right. exercise is not like that exercise right. is more like you eat every day to feel you know to feel healthy for that day to stay healthy to stay to get the energy for that day similarly you do exercise to stay stable for that day it right. is like a 24 hour pill right. you know if i may say right. so and it is free you can right. do it free i mean you running is you, you need nothing you know mm-hmm. uh, you just a pair of shoes and everything else is free you know right so there's no economic uh, barrier also mm-hmm. right so so i think uh, uh, and i think there is overwhelming evidence you know uh, uh, that uh, you know exercise i mean you know the saying goes that if exercise could be bottled or it could be made into a pill it would be the costliest pill you know if it could be made into a pill yeah uh, you know so so i think uh, you know, so besides exercising what about food what about the time you get no, up so time one thing you know here yeah. i would uh, like to this thing that you know yeah i, I don't think uh, you know when we when we meet doctors i'm not criticizing doctors okay but i'm saying or psychologists or psychotherapists 
they do mention every uh, every doctor i met mentioned uh, exercise asked me to do exercise but they didn't they didn't say that strongly enough you know uh, so as a result you know i never got around to doing it seriously i mean this just happened on my own later you know i think they should be very uh, uh, emphatic about it more you know they should they should insist on they should be insistent you know that you must do some sort of workout and you know there in fact there's another nice uh, line i i uh, kind of tell myself that you know how ex- like exercise me help me a lot when my brain gave up when my mind gave up my legs took up the you know my legs didn't give up my legs helped pulled me up you know that's what that's how i look nice. at look at exercise you know yeah. so what about your time any other ways to improve the quality of life besides <laughs> exercising uh, people look for ex- normal people look for excitement people who are bipolar all should keep away from excitement mm-hmm. you know their problem is they are looking for stability they are looking for r- rhythm and for you know <laughs> the the a routine people like to break routines here we just long for a routine you know because we find ourselves constantly tripping over so you know all these things like i mentioned food basic things you know food clean air uh, sleeping at regular intervals avoiding stimulants intoxicants and how are your relationships now Oh yeah uh, I I've got good see uh, one thing when you suffer a lot in life mm-hmm. Suchita you develop a lot of empathy you develop mm-hmm. a lot of empathy with suffering right. you know right. Right. and uh, you know I can recognize things in people you know which others are not seeing yes and uh, so so I mean these are if you might call some of the some of the positives you know which is uh, that suffering is what makes you you know and things like that so so my relationships are yeah i got very good relationships with my my daughter i got decent yeah. relationships with my wife yeah. you know yeah uh, i'm i mean uh, and my parents uh, you know and my sister and uh, you know so uh, i think uh, it's okay it's no 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 complaints now now last four five years right better much better than what it was before lovely lovely thank you so much anil for your time and it was great chatting with you and thank you for sharing your story with us thank you suchita so exercise is a very important cog in his bipolar disorder management strategy according to anil and any form of exercise whether it's cycling whether it's yoga whether it's running should be an important part of our regime our mental health regime as well join a running club join a cycling club to keep yourself motivated i'm sure you're going to find a lot of them specifically in metros uh, but if you don't find them then you create a club of your own if any of you guys would like to register your clubs running cycling jogging uh, you can definitely connect with us and we'll add that in the description So that's it folks as mentioned in the last episode we're trying to change the pattern of the show if any of you guys would like to give a feedback on that we are open to it till then take good care of yourself i'm a host sitata i'll see you guys next week